You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well, it's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I'm joined again with the fabulous Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hey, I love the intro, Steve. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so today we are going to talk about blow-ups and whether or not your marriage can survive them. Um, and so when we're talking blow-ups, what we're really talking about is how, say, your husband or wife has this habit that they do that you find extremely annoying and they just do it repetitively and, oh, you know, and then all of a sudden they do it just one too many times and you explode. Um, Or, you know, it could be a situation where you're at work, you just had a really crappy day or you've been at home all day with the kids and they've just been little terrors. And your spouse comes home and they just make one little offhand remark or one little snipe and that's it. You totally lose it. And you yell and, and or burst into tears or something. Regardless, it's a definite overreaction for what the situation calls for. And, you know, everybody, if not all of us, have been there at one point in time. Um, can your marriage survive that kind of thing? Uh, and I guess if, if, if it's a habit, can they survive that kind of a thing? Well, if it's a habit, Steve, I'd say no. But in the grand scheme of things, the marriage can probably survive. But we're not really looking at marriage as surviving. I mean, that <laughs> sounds, you know, really grim. Because um, I don't know if you remember, but there's some landmark studies which show that if you do or say seven positive things out of every yeah. 10, mm-hmm. your marriage can withstand pretty much anything. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's not the object here. What we're talking about is those emotional overreactions. What you, what you said, Steve, when you said losing it was a great way of saying it. It's a reaction that is completely out of proportion to the event or gotcha. the situation. Okay. You know, it's like, okay, so your spouse grabs the O.J. carton from the fridge. And all the ladies will know exactly what I'm going to say next and drink straight out of the carton. What's wrong with that, Noel? Uh, I don't... <laughs> and, you know, you, 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 instead of just saying, oh, please don't do that, please, it's unsanitary, the kids are going to be drinking out, you know, I don't like it, please stop. Instead of doing that, you go absolutely berserk. You yell at him for being gross and unsanitary, and you can't believe he married such a jerk, and you just go on and on for 10 minutes, ignoring the stunned look in your spouse's eyes, mm-hmm. and that kind of frozen, you know, the O.J.'s pouring on the floor at this point. <laughs> well, that is an overreaction. Yeah. And that kind of emotional boil over Steve, it really does take its toll eventually. And it, it isn't just on the relationship. I mean, that's bad enough. But it also takes its toll on you. Yeah. Okay. So, so I mean, so let's, let's start there. Uh, what, what is that toll that it takes? Well, you'd think it was just that, you know, sore throat you're going to get from yelling so much. But it's, it's actually much more serious and, and critical than that. 
Um, HeartMath is an institute which has done some fabulous work on how our hearts react to the various emotions in our lives. And what they've shown is when you go into that negative, angry, sort of irrational place where you're screaming and yelling and all that, your heart rate goes wonkers. It gets chaotic. It gets jagged. And, you know, okay, you'll settle down after, but what you don't stop and think about is that your heart's pumping is what determines how the blood flows through the whole rest of your body. Mm-hmm. And when you are in that overboiling, aggravated, screamy state, your blood is not going where it's supposed to be going, and it ain't going at the rate it's supposed to be going. I mean, nothing but bad things are happening. And we, t- so, we talked about this before, too, about how it shuts off certain parts of the brain and, 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 and you're not that's ex- thinking exactly, properly. Exactly. That's you know, point number two, which is literally you know, very important parts of your brain, like the parts that coordinate you and the parts that think straight, shut down. Mm-hmm. Shut down. And, you know, we don't realize just how dangerous that is. No, you're not going to get a stroke, but you're hurting your ability to think and feel rationally. And you know, we really do need that, kind of like all the time. Mm-hmm. And from that, the, the, what happens in your brain, what happens in your heart when you get in that overboil state, it prevents your immune system from functioning properly. We don't realize that we're one big chemical factory. Yeah. <laughs> so when you, we are, so when you're in, in you know OJ overdrive, on your poor spouse, hey, he's suffering pretty much the same stuff as you are right there. Yeah. But you know you don't realize that the chemicals that are being released from your basically your brain, which controls pretty much everything, are making it harder for your immune system to function because they're so busy taking care of other business that they wouldn't have to take care of yeah. if you weren't in that state. So it is really bad for you, which is, you know, if you needed a motiva- selfish motivation, that's one. Uh-huh. And frankly, your spouse is standing there with their heart pounding and their brain going, ah! <laughs> so it just, if we just look at the pure physical on your, on your individual person, it's not a good idea. Okay. And you know what? This... Uh, this is something I was thinking about when you're talking about all this is um, what about where there's just some cultural differences where, you know, some people come from like an upbringing or a background where yelling is pretty common. Is, I mean, are, is that the kind of the same thing or is that one of those no. things where they yell and it's just there's not that emotional attachment to it or it shuts down the brain? That's where you Steve, you're, you're hooking into exactly the point there. It isn't the yelling in and of itself. I mean, soccer coaches yell all the time. Yeah. It, it's not the yelling. It's the emotional hook. Okay. So, it, so you can, you know, and some people are just playing louder than others. <laughs> yeah. And there are thriving marriages where people yell. Yeah. But yelling as an expression is one thing. Yelling out of, out of inner berserkness, that's where you can hurt yourself. Okay. Yeah. So uh, thank you for the distinction. The other thing that is important is a certain amount of relief of anger is actually going to be good for you. So it, we're talking about that overdrive okay. phenomenon. And and so um, how how can how can you uh, use these events to improve your marriage or to help you know help your marriage survive these type of incidents? Well, I think the first thing to recognize is we talked about the toll on you as a person and your spouse as a person, but what about the toll on your marriage? Yeah. Because what it does, Steve, and, and all of us can recognize this, we've, we've all been through this with someone, is it erodes those feelings of safety and security. 
And safety and security is critical. It's a foundation to any decent marriage. We're not even talking a good marriage, just a decent marriage. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you tend to overreact like that, erratically, your spouse doesn't have a clue when you're going to do it, and you start working on eggshells. Okay. Or they do, rather. Yeah. And I said you because I know we've all had that experience. Yeah. Of somebody who has sometimes been a boss or a sibling or a parent, whatever, you know what that's like to have to walk on eggshells. And it puts you in that funny state of constant anxiety. Yeah. And that does really bad things to a marriage, really bad. You don't feel safe. You don't feel free to be who you are. You don't feel free to express yourself. So it, it, it confines, if you will, the person that's the target of the yeah. overreaction to a, a stunted life within the marriage. And yeah, I'm sorry, that marriage is not going to succeed. Now, you may stay together. Yeah. But that's not what I call success in a marriage. Yeah, and, and a marriage is one of those... Uh, places where if if there ever ever w- was a place where you can be yourself, that's where it's supposed to be. Absolutely, so. absolutely. So so yeah, I'm sorry. So what can uh, what can you do about it? What how can you prevent uh, these blowups from taking place? And I think the first thing you do is kind of like in any of the AA programs, you recognize that you're an overreactor. <laughs> I I'm Noel. I'm an overreactor. Yeah. To yourself. Okay. But that really is, I mean, the, the, all those programs have, have a terrific understanding of human nature. Is You can't fix it if you don't know it's broke. Yeah, okay. So you need to recognize it. And then second is, is manage your emotions better. I mean, people don't just blow up. There is a building of emotions. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever had an experience with an anger management class, what you learn right off the bat is, you have to recognize distressing feelings before they get to the explosion stage. Okay. And that's the hardest thing for people to do because they kind of, you know, a lot of us just deny or, or push aside or kind of, just, eh, it's not bothering me that much. And we don't realize that it's building. Okay. So you want to recognize when you're feeling irritated, let's say, okay? Okay. And so let's say that, your spouse has this habit that irritates you, okay? And, and you can't make peace with it within yourself. Fine. Then you need to talk to them about it. So it's like, honey, in a calm voice, it, it drives me spare when you drink OJ out of the carton. I, I really would prefer that you use a glass. Now, most spouses are going to be amenable. They're going to slip, uh-huh. okay, because it's a habit they have, you know? But then announce your reaction. In other words, instead of exploding, just go, there, I'm about to go spare. Glass, please. Here's your glass, glass. <laughs> you know, I have, a, I have the habit of leaving my curling iron out on the, you know, the, the oh. bathroom sink thing. Uh-huh. And <laughs> I got to say, I don't curl my hair. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't want it here. It's not my thing. And I, so, you know, okay, I put it away. But then I forget or I get busy or whatever. And he was great because he would say to me, uh, I don't curl my hair. Yeah. And that was enough. So it's not like you're trying to drill perfection into your spouse. That just is not fair. But it's more like you learn to manage your own overreaction. You share that there's a possibility. Mm-hmm. And now he doesn't have to walk on eggshells, does he? Because he knows you're going to say, uh, glass, please, rather than have a hissy. Yeah, okay. And, and oh, go I'm ahead. sorry. <laughs> go ahead. We have too much to say today, <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? We can't get it all in. Go ahead. <laughs> so... Let's say that what builds up for you is stuff at work. Okay. Thing. Deal with it on the way home. Deal with it before you walk in the front door as best you can. Or announce, 
I had an absolutely crappy day. I'm going to be a witch, so I'm now going to the bedroom and shut myself in there for half an hour and be a witch. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all have crappy days. Sure. But that doesn't mean we have to get the boil over with our spouse or our kids, for that matter. And I think it, thing, I was just going to say, I think it's also important to, to realize that uh, the crappy day that you had at work isn't your spouse's fault. And so therefore it's not even, it's not fair to take it out on your spouse when you come home. Good point. Good point. That's the old kick the dog routine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Steve. Yeah, no, it's not fair. But you know, sometimes we're, if we don't pay attention to our own tendency to overreact, we don't re, we don't even make that connection that it's not his fault. Yeah, that's true. We, we just see that, you know, or like I actually left the darn hair curling iron thing out again. <laughs> yeah. You know? And it really isn't about the hair curling iron. Yeah. It's about my crappy day at work is crappy day at work kind of thing. Uh-huh. So I think, you know, as always, acknowledging what's going on within oneself <laughs> really is helpful. Mm-hmm. But you know what's ironic, Steve, is that we often overreact where it's the safest and yet the most harmful. Ah. You wouldn't dream of doing that at work. Because you'd be fired. So you do it with your spouse, who can't fire you. (laughs) But, oh, the toll on your relationship. Again, it's not the once in a while. Everybody, I mean, please. Yeah. Everybody does it once in a while. It's when you have a habit of doing this, Mm -hmm. that it really does hurt the person that you're supposed to, and we usually do, care about and, in a sense, protect, you know, want the best for all the time. Mm-hmm. Very ironic. This is such a common theme in a lot of these podcasts that we do in that you react at home in a manner that you would never imagine doing elsewhere, whether it's right. at work or in a social setting with friends. Uh, right. But your your spouse, your loved one always gets that benefit of seeing the ugly side. <laughs> and it, it's not that we, that we shouldn't feel that it's okay to express all sides yeah. of ourselves. It, there's a difference between allowing them to see it and inflicting it on them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and I think of overreaction as really inflicting it on them. Yeah. It's it's not like they, you know, okay, so you came home from work, you had a crappy day, and and, and you behave like a witch for a while, but you don't have to behave like a witch on them. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> and that's the difference. And it is. It's, it's it's ironic. It's the people with whom we feel the safest that we tend to berate the worst. Yeah. We'll do it, you know, as we're older, we tend to do it on our parents. Our parents have done it to us, and it's, it's really a shame. It, uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's all, you, I don't know. It's one of those things where we're, we all get angry. We all get frustrated. We all have the gamut of emotions. And it's just heartbreaking when the people who we love most are the ones that take the brunt of it when we're not able to express ourselves in a healthy manner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and the, the healthy manner is, is, a, is a subject I'm sure that, you know, has been covered many times in your podcast, Steve, and is something we can come back to, you know, has a lot to do with learning to journal and learning to talk, self-talk and learning other ways of taking care of yourself so you don't just boil over. Yeah. And, you know, and I know that's one of those things that we've talked about in the past, too, um, how, how to handle some of these emotions and, and, you know, the release valves that you can do throughout the day and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if you haven't, you know, maybe this might be a good segue to the, to the, the finish line here, Noel. So if you haven't um, 
gone back, look look at the podcast that we have because we have a lot of. I mean, what, this is going to be episode 142, I believe. <laughs> so <laughs> we've covered we've covered a lot of topics. So yeah. definitely go back and look because if the, if this is a situation that you're in right now, I think this is this episode obviously is a good jumping off point. Um, but there is more information available, so uh, check that out. Um, so, Noelle, like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll use this opportunity to wrap it up. So I want to say okay. th- thank you so much for your time. Another fantastic podcast in the books. Always my pleasure, Steve. Uh, you guys are listening to Dr. Noelle Nelson, who is a relationship expert, popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, and is also the author of nine best-selling books. Uh, her two most recent are Your Man is Wonderful and Dangerous Relationships. And you can get more information on her websites, drnoellenelson.com, as well as yourmaniswonderful.com, where she also blogs. Uh, you can also follow Noelle on Twitter, at Dr. Noelle Nelson, and I'm on Twitter, too, at uh, Hitched Media. So please follow there. Um, Noelle, do you have a Facebook page, a fan page or anything like that? I do have a Facebook page, and I believe it's just Dr. Noelle Nelson. So fan her up on Facebook. Uh, do that. Um, we are on Facebook as well, and we're just facebook.com slash hitched. And uh, of course, I've been preaching it for the last couple episodes, um, but I still highly recommend it, um, which is our new uh, hitched marriage directory. So be sure to check that out. And uh, yeah, we just continue to add new, more exciting things. So um, we're, we're already working on our next big project. So stay tuned for that. And uh, one last time, Noel, thank you so much. And we'll do this again soon. Thank you. Okay. Take care, everybody. I just want to say one thing to my wife at home. Yo, Adrian, I did it! They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.